those were the days when you could actually remember someone's phone number. <laughs> those are gone, right? Heather Kelly is with us on 720 WGN. She's a technology reporter for the Washington Post. I read an article that she published and I thought, oh my gosh, I still have a lot to learn. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. So um, text before calling. Do not place a phone call anymore unless you text that person first. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously going to vary depending on the person. If you're really close to somebody, if it's your parents, I'm sure they're just happy to hear from you. Uh, But a lot of people nowadays, especially younger millennials and Gen Z, would like a heads up that you're going to call. Send a quick text message. Say what it's about. Don't just say, call me. They're going to panic. They're going to think something's wrong. And say, hey, can you give me a call back when you have a chance? Or, hey, what time works for you? Uh, That's considered just sort of good manners, again, among younger phone users, at least. So these unwritten rules, this is what she wrote. The unwritten rules of chatting on the phone differ wildly between generations, leading to misunderstandings and frustration on all sides. We spoke to an etiquette expert and people of all ages about their own phone pet peeves to come up with the following guidance to help everyone navigate phone calls in 2023. And of course, it changes because technology changes, right? Exactly. I mean, voicemails, for example, they, they're from the age of the answering machine. Those I actually had to tell a few people what an answering machine was while reporting this out, which was very amusing to me. But yeah, there's really no reason to leave a voicemail now unless there's a sentimental reason that there's like an emotional connection, you're singing a birthday song, something like that. For fact, they're not going to listen to it anyways. They're going to read the transcription. So just send a text. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times my husband will call me back and he'll say, I, did, did you listen to the voicemail? No, I didn't listen to your voicemail. What do you want to say? So you're right. It's just uh, so text before calling. Do not leave voicemails. And the text before calling is it, that is a generational thing. And I think because a lot of Gen Zers just don't feel comfortable with, you know, people of a certain age coming at them right off the bat in a phone call, whether it's your kid or somebody you work with. So they're like, just give me a heads up. Yeah, and I think, and this was interesting, too, when I talked to experts, was that we feel obligated to answer the phone. And so we're answering it at times that are really inconvenient. And maybe you have to say something rude, like, oh, I just can't talk now. Uh, what do you want? And so, you know, people on the other side have the choice just not to answer. If it's an inconvenient time and maybe that would be a better, more polite way forward, you can send an automated text message now from a phone saying, I'll just call you later. And one of the things you suggested, and I know you quickly just mentioned it, don't text the two words, call me because people think it's an emergency. And when my mom says, call me, I'm like, are you, have you been arrested? Is this your one call? Like, oh no, what's wrong? Uh, So always give just a little bit of context or at the very least go, not urgent. Those are beautiful words to see in a text message. Mm. And one of the things I gathered from your article as well was emotions are for voice, facts are for text. Exactly. So you have some information to convey times of a dinner date, perhaps, or anything organizational, send it in a text where things aren't going to get misunderstood, where that automated transcription won't get it wrong. If you're fighting with somebody, do not do that over text message. Don't do it over email. Things like sarcasm, it's just not going to come across. Your fight is going to take a lot longer to resolve. Call them, even better yet, FaceTime them so you can see each other's faces and emotions. Uh, and ideally meet them in person to, to fight, just not in public. Yeah. Let's talk about the public, taking phone calls in public. And now if you have an iPhone, you can do video calls and you're actually 
you know, filming people that may not want to be in the middle of your video call. Yeah, this is definitely um, everybody across generations is against loud calls in public. But one of the divisions is I think a lot of younger phone users are used to just shooting video everywhere, not really thinking about, oh, are other people in this video? Is this rude? Is this legal? Uh, So the the idea is is if you are going to FaceTime in public, please use headphones and be aware of who's around you and make sure they're not showing up in your call, but also that the person on the other side of your call is, you know, decent, if you will. Well, I was in a restaurant and somebody thought the restaurant was cool. So they started videotaping the restaurant. I said, don't do that. That's rude. And they said, why? I said, well, because what if that person is not with the person they're supposed to be? And you're going to post it somewhere on Instagram, you know, talking about this cool new restaurant. And maybe that person doesn't want someone to know they're here or that they're here with someone they shouldn't be here with, you know, but absolutely, we've kind of lost all that privacy. So, okay, let's cover texting etiquette. Number one, you don't need to answer the phone. Send a text before you call. If you want to be really polite, never text the words call me because it indicates an emergency. And I guess take away the fact that emotions are for voice, facts are for text. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, one thing that came up a lot, it's not that Gen Z doesn't want to talk on the phone. It's not that they're antisocial or riddled with anxiety. It's more that time is precious and they're being a lot more selective about how much time they're going to spend talking to somebody. They're going to save it for close family members, for good friends, for people they really want to catch up with. So something could be a text, could be an email. That's time that they get back in their day. And if there is warning about what somebody wants to talk about, they do get a little more time to prepare for that and have a conversation that's not as anxiety-filled. I think that's a really good point because a lot of baby boomers want to say they just don't want to talk on the phone because they don't know how they don't know how to carry on a conversation when, in fact, their lives are so busy, they don't have the time. They're all running around. Absolutely. Uh, Where is your article posted? WashingtonPost.com? WashingtonPost.com. And I'm based out here in San Francisco, so I'm constantly uh, uh, looking for new things to write about. Anybody can send me an email. Just don't call me. (laughs) Just don't call her. (laughs) Heather (laughs) Kelly, technology reporter for the Washington Post. We'll talk again. Coming up next, newsroom temperature check. First, Gabe's got to check on weather and traffic.